everyone and welcome to Entame Voices, a podcast series that speaks to influential and inspiring people both within Entain and the partners we work with to highlight some of the fantastic work that is happening around the world. My name is Sophie Platz and I'm the Group Head of Sustainability at Entain. I am delighted to host this podcast today and be joined by none other than Melanie Tanzi, Chief People Officer at Entain, and Daniel Gallo, Chief People and Sustainability Officer at McLaren Racing. Today we're going to talk about the new Entain McLaren Returnship Programme, what it is all about, and the wider issues around female representation in STEM workplaces, that's science, technology, engineering and maths. So Melanie, Daniel, thank you both for taking the time to be here today. So for the listeners that aren't aware of the organisations you work for, please can you tell us a little bit about you and your respective companies? Uh, Melanie, would you mind kicking us off here? Yeah, great. Hi, Sophie. Um, so uh, I'm Melanie Tanzi. I'm the Chief People Officer, as you said, here at Entain. I've been here for a uh, about nine months now. And before Entain, I worked in the technology, broadcast media and publishing industries. Entain is a FTSE 100 world-leading betting, gaming and interactive entertainment company. We have 29,000 people around the world and we operate in over 40 territories. Our purpose is to bring moments of excitement into people's lives. It's underpinned by our unwavering focus on putting customers at the heart of everything we do. We're a growth business and we have record and growing levels of active customers very much including women. Brilliant. Daniel, can you tell us a bit about yourself and McLaren Racing? I can. Hi, Sophie. Um, Melanie, that was a lovely introduction. So you've gone and set the bar quite high there, haven't you? <laughs> um, look, it's great, it's great to be part of, uh, of the podcast. So I'm Daniel Gallo, Chief People and Sustainability Officer here at McLaren Racing. I've been here uh, just coming up to four years uh, but similar to Melanie, kind of have a uh, have a career prior to coming into the sports industry. On my side, I've worked in aviation, telco, uh, banking and retail during uh, that time. So uh, seeing HR uh, really developed a, an acute passion for diversity, equality and inclusion through that time, through the different businesses uh, I've worked in. And, you know, McLaren, 60 year anniversary this year uh, since our founder, Bruce McLaren, who has created the racing team. Uh, a huge and proud heritage, but where we sit today, also, you know, really focus on being a progressive, innovative and socially responsible employer uh, as well. And it's a fantastic journey uh, we're on and we're thrilled to be partnered with uh, with Entain uh, and working on part of that journey together. Fantastic. Well, on the partnership, um, what what is the new partnership? Can you tell us a little bit about what the Entain McLaren Returnship Initiative is? Melanie, would you like to go yeah, first? Yeah, sure. I'll 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 take that one first. So our business strategy at Entain, it's all about growth in a sustainable way. And Entain is powered by our cutting edge technology platform, and we offer incredible careers to our technology and product teams. 45% of our global workforce is women, but that percentage drops to around 30% for our tech and product organizations. And it drops even further when we're looking at leadership roles in those organizations. And this is what we want to change. 
it's not just here at Entain. There is a significant lack of representation of women in tech roles in all industries on a global scale. Data shows only 3% of women choose a technology role as their choice of career. And in the UK, just 26% of STEM graduates are women and only 24% of the STEM workforce is women. This is what we want to change. There's an urgent need now to change the perception of careers in STEM, open up more opportunities for women to pursue brilliant careers in this field and help women and men to thrive equally in STEM. So that's why we came up with this joint programme, which was unveiled by ourselves and McLaren at our annual ESG conference, Entain Sustain, last year. So we're creating 10 returnship places and offering a really unique opportunity and experience, both at Entain and McLaren, over a six-month period. So these placement roles will span software engineers, back-end developers, data scientists, design engineers, and is designed to suit different women at different stages in their career with tailored support for everyone, including one-to-one -one transitional coaching support, these coaches will specialise in returning to work, flexible working, and it'll also involve networking with our senior executives. So we're really, really excited about this programme, which is just one step we're taking together to improve the representation of women in tech. Amazing. Fantastic. Well, what a great initiative. Mm. Um, so we have, uh, we have here a leading Formula One team. And we have a global entertainment company working together to support more women in technology industries. But why the partnership between Entain and McLaren? What instigated this collaboration? Do you want to I'm go happy. first with yeah. that, Daniel? Yeah. Well, Melanie, yes. Well, we'll take it in turns, shall we? Yeah. Please, please, please do, please do chip in uh, with with my view. I mean, look, we're working. Um, at McLaren, you know, we are privileged to have uh, a really wide variety of different partners that we work with. And those partners take on lots of different formats. And, you know, when we started this conversation and Melian and I first met and our teams have started the conversation, for me, there was just huge synergy uh, between the two organizations. Melanie's passion and drive and authentic focus wanting to you know, really make a difference in this space for our businesses, but also, you know, focusing on, on broader society and how our combined brands could have an impact. And I, and that's just something that really resonated with, with me and the conversation progressed and our teams who are just phenomenal uh, and, you know, really kind of work through the detail around what would be, you know, a meaningful programme that really struck at the core of what we're trying to do and I don't want to repeat Melanie's answer before because it, it was a perfect answer in terms of the challenges facing any organization that has tech and engineering at its core. But, you know, certainly from our point of view, we operate in a very, very competitive marketplace. There's only 10 Formula One teams on the face of the planet. We obviously operate in more racing series as well. And, you know, if we continue to try and attract people from the same uh, pool, so just, you know, kind of trying to get diverse graduates in or apprenticeships, the competition is fierce, right? Every tech and engineering business out there is trying to achieve the same. And so what I loved about this 
was looking at it more creatively and holistically because there is a huge latent talent pool out there uh, in terms of you know women who for whatever reason and I say women mainly women but it can also uh, obviously be men as well but mainly women who for whatever reason have stepped out of the workplace and yet have got wonderful experience academic credentials that can add huge value to an organization uh, in particular like Entain and, and McLaren so for me, it just got me really excited. And, you know, and when you've got that natural synergy, um, it's something you've got to try and exploit for our respective organizations, but also I think the impact and the platforms that we both stand on and also then what that says uh, more broadly into the market. Yeah, I, I completely agree with all of that. It's such an important agenda. So choosing a partner with the same vision and values, it, it really matters. And this partnership with Claren started with a commercial relationship between Entain and our party brands back in 21, and it developed from there. And what it really is, is about two innovative technology companies collaborating so we can go further together. And Daniel and I, as two leaders in this space, we spent a brilliant morning together at the McLaren Technology Center last year, and we realized our organizations had so much in common. So this returnship crystallized then. So we hope that it's a, a really great opportunity to positively impact our communities. Brilliant. I mean, you touched on uh, touched on it there, but it's great to see uh, an initiative focusing in on a certain area as well, like the returnship challenge, um, which we know is particularly difficult in this industry as well. Um, you also mentioned that uh, this uh, returnship program, um, the initiative, will aim to address the wider issues of underrepresentation of women in STEM. Um, but why is that important? Um, Melanie, could you just give us a bit more information, a bit more yeah, flavour as to why yeah, we sure, need to do I something do. there? So not only does improving the number of women in technology mean we've got more of the best talent in our teams, but there's an overwhelming case from a customer point of view too. We're a consumer focused business and women are an ever increasing part of our consumer base. 26% of sports bettors globally are now women. And just to give you one example, one and a half million online bets were placed on the women's euros across all Entain's brands last year with a record number of bets made by women. And to best understand your customers when you're a customer-focused business and to design and build products that excite your customers, you have to represent all of your customers. So we want more women to enjoy this form of entertainment and to have brilliant careers in this form of entertainment. Yeah, so it's it's not just the right thing to do, it's the business sense as well. It's the business Absolutely. case. Absolutely. And, and and Sophie, if, if I can, I think this, look, what Melanie said there absolutely applies to us as well as an organization. You know, we have rather than refer to them as customers, we have fans um, and increasingly, you know, the followership of motorsports and not just restricted to Formula One uh, is seeing huge growth in uh, in female followers, which is fantastic. Um, and so that really challenges us to think about ourselves as a business, as an employer and our own makeup to make sure that we are representative 
you know, not just in terms of gender, we also race all over the world. So it's making sure that we, in the broadest sense of diversity, are reflective of the markets in which we race in. But I think the, the your point around the business sense, for us as a global sports team that is at the absolute cutting, cutting edge of what we do, developing these you know, unbelievable cars that go around these tracks, you know, they are true feats of, of engineering. And, you know, for us, it's about competitive advantage. So whilst, you know, creating a more diverse organisation, we feel we have a moral and ethical duty to do that as a global sports brand and to use that brand for good. The other side of this is unapologetically, we know by having greater diversity uh, through the ranks of our organization brings in diversity of thought, background, decision making, you know, and it really enriches the work environment so that we make ultimately better decisions, uh, we're more innovative and we can create more competitive cars uh, that compete on the track. So, you know, we, we and I often think in the, in, the, in the discussion around diversity, it was great to hear you mention, Melanie, the business sense. It's often the bit that can be overlooked. You know, it makes really good business sense to have a diverse organization. And the more that we can do to, you know, give those opportunities to underrepresented, underprivileged groups, um, you know, it's uh, it's adding value to the to the organization. So, yeah, super supportive. Brilliant. And I think to anyone listening, that's such an important message to take away as well, that this is this is a business decision. This makes sense. Um, and that is ingrained in in why this is so important as well to act upon. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the it's the business agenda and the talent agenda, and this is where yeah. they come together. Fantastic. Um, now, a, a little bit about you both, if I if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> according according to your bios on LinkedIn, uh, you're both passionate advocates of diversity equity and inclusion, um, which is obviously fantastic. But with this in mind, what do you think uh, the future holds for women in tech? Uh, and what would you like to see happen in the future as well? <clears throat> Daniel, do you want to kick us off here? I will. That's a big question, Sophie. <laughs> it's a big question. Don't go by halves. I wish I had all the answers to that. But look, I'll certainly give you my, my, my perspective. Um, you know, look, but this is not a new problem. Yeah, mm. this is not a new challenge facing business. Um, this has been, you know, uh, quite prolific now for quite some time. I do feel reassured that in terms of where this is sitting on the corporate agendas, it is getting far more visibility and focus from the very top table. Uh, and that I think is important. It's driving the right conversations. It's enabling people like me and Melanie to have open doors and to come up with solutions for our organizations because the appetite is there. But, you know, I think the issue around how you get more women into STEM is one that is going to take many, 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 many years. And, and that's why part of what we focus on, and I know Entain does as well, you've got to go right back to early years education and really trying to capture the imagination uh, of, you know, um, uh, you know, young girls who aren't necessarily thinking about career choices at that point, but how do you really kind of energize them and invigorate them? Because let's be clear, women make phenomenal uh, engineers, technicians, you know, mathematicians. And so, you know, they can have really fruitful careers. So you've got to capture that imagination early and then you've got to nurture it all the way through the academic system. That isn't just the responsibility of academia, that's also the responsibility of businesses and how we engage with academic institutions. And we have 
some wonderful partners that we actively engage in. But then the other issue is, you know, uh, the women who come through the, the um, further education uh, system and graduate, as Melanie mentioned earlier, there is then a gradual drop off rate. So the number graduating is too small. And then there's a drop off rate for whatever reason, pursuing alternative uh, careers, whether it's having families, whatever the reason may be. How do you keep them in the workplace? And that then is around how do you have the right policies, the right inclusivity, the right environment whereby it doesn't have to be a choice. Okay, you you know, you can still thrive and progress within an organization. Um, and that's certainly again where you know we've put quite a lot of focus. I think the other point around this, the final point, is is around the role models. And you know, how can we, you know, uh, utilize you know the wonderful ambassadors and advocates that we have within our own organization, but more broadly. Uh, as part of that journey of how you uh, attract and retain more women uh, into STEM careers uh, and making sure that, you know, that you can point to them, that you can use their voice and the power of their profile uh, to show, you know, what a wonderful kind of career uh, and opportunities, you know, you can have uh, in that space. So, yeah, that's my view. I'm not sure it's a silver bullet, Sophie, I'm afraid. Well, no, it's uh, it's definitely progress, like you say. It's uh, it's on the way, and where it's great to see that um, businesses and everyone's kind of getting behind and trying to tackle this tackle this issue. Uh, Melanie, what would you what would you add to that? Yeah, just to add, I mean, the, you know, ev- everything Daniel said, and <laughs> I, I started my career in in HR um, twenty years ago now in a technology organization in the technology sector. And we were talking about this issue then, but the difference between then and now is everybody's talking about it. We are making progress. We are seeing the numbers of women studying STEM subjects and going into STEM careers going up. But the big difference for me as well is that it's not seen as, oh, it's a a moral, moral or an ethical thing to do. The business case really, really stacks up for all of us who work in fan or consumer based businesses. So um, it's up to companies like ours to change the perception of what it's like to work here and what it's like to work in STEM and to get more women in the game. And that's exactly what we're doing here. So whether you're doing it at, at capturing people when they're studying or capturing people who are just about to go into world of work or capturing women who were in tech careers but for whatever reason um because maybe they weren't supported enough because maybe they went to to have families whatever it was this program is here to say we want you back and we'll support you in coming back and we'll support you to have a great career here and so the more of these programs that come out from organizations like us, it lifts all boats. And what we're trying is what we're trying to do together is get more brilliant women to work here. So we'll continue to be brilliant organizations and we just want more women in the game. Fantastic. I, I second all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a great note to end on, because I'm afraid that is all we've got time for on this edition of Entame Voices. Melanie, Daniel, thank you so much for sharing your insightful perspectives on this important topic. And thank you for your time today. If you'd like to hear more about it, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being a fabulous host, Sophie. <laughs> You're very kind. 
Um, if you'd like to hear more about End Time Voice episodes, uh, you can find the series on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you want to learn more about the Returnship Initiative that obviously we've been discussing today, you can head over to entaincareers.com forward slash returnship, where you'll be able to find all the latest details. Finally, thank you again to Melanie and Daniel, and thank you for listening to this episode of Entain Voices.